You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another episode of the Swamp 247 Podcast. I am your host, Graham Hall, joined by Blake Alderman, our recruiting extraordinaire over at Swamp 247. He was on the show last month to talk about Florida's efforts on the recruiting trail, and he is back to do that once again. Now that we are in full off-season swing mode, that is the focus for the Florida football program, is closing out strong on the recruiting trail and adding to the roster through the transfer portal. And that was what the focus was this weekend, although the Gators did have a hire to make along the assistant coaching staff. We'll talk about that a little bit more in this episode. But first, we're going to dive into what the weekend looked like for the Gators. Florida hosted nine players on campus this weekend. Luckily, they were able to mostly avoid the rain here in Gainesville. But otherwise, aside from the weather, Blake, what did this weekend look like for the Gators? Just briefly, can you touch on who Florida had on campus here in Gainesville this weekend? Yeah, sure. They had nine guys in total um, that were on campus this past weekend on official visits. Uh, this was their first official visitor weekend for the month of uh, December. Um, this coming up weekend on the 15th will be the final visit weekend before the dead period kicks in. And obviously the early signing period starts on Wednesday, December 20th. But just kind of running through some of the guys, they had a mix of, of high school, JUCO type guys, um, and also uh, some transfer portal guys. So from, from the portal, they had DeAndre Jules, a former Pitt defensive lineman, uh, Joey Slackman, who is a former uh, UPenn uh, from the Ivy League defensive lineman. He's one of the more coveted guys in the transfer portal. He's 20, top 25 ranked guy on a 24-7 sports transfer portal uh, rankings. Uh, Chamir Dyke, he's a wide receiver from Wisconsin, former guy there, was uh, was actually <clears throat> on the Badgers roster whenever Graham Mertz was there. He had his best season in 2022 when Mertz was his quarterback. And then Triquez uh, Bridges, he was a, a former Oregon defensive back, uh, played a little bit of corner, played a little bit of safety, kind of bounced around there in the secondary um, he has one year left to play. So um, those guys were on campus as far as portal guys. Jaden Baugh, uh, Florida's running back target that uh, they are targeting. He's committed to Arkansas currently. Uh, that commitment has been pretty shaky over the last couple months. Uh, Florida, Alabama have been kicking the tires on him. He'll visit Alabama this coming weekend. And then ideally wants to kind of settle on a decision there, closing in on signing day, if not on signing day. And that's a guy that I think Florida is in a good spot with. Um, he mentioned being 50% committed to uh, to Arkansas coming out of that visit. Um, but that visit to Alabama is coming up, and 
Bama is, is known to flip recruitments on their heads, so that's a that's a visit to keep an eye on this weekend. Uh, speaking of Bama, Jameer Grimsley has been committed to Alabama. He's a defensive back there from the Tampa area. Um, he's been committed to them since uh, summertime, June, July, something like that. I can't remember exactly which month, but since the summer. Um, but has still fielded interest from Florida. Corey Raymond had been in touch with him um, all the way up until he, you know, Florida parted ways with him. Uh, Billy Napier had been in touch. There's, there's been a handful of guys on Florida staff that have kept the communication open. Uh, they got him on campus this past weekend for an official visit. He visited uh, Jacksonville to see Florida play Georgia there uh, earlier in the season. He was at Florida for their Florida State game. Uh, there at the end of the season, so he's visited Florida a couple times. Uh, Brian Taylor, I know we'll get into him later, but he's a uh, defensive lineman, uh, kind of a, a an edge F, which is basically just a, a funny way of saying defensive end at the next level. That's what Florida sees him at. Um, he actually committed on Monday following the official visitor weekend. Uh, Noel Portigen, uh, an interior offensive lineman from Germany, was on uh, campus this past weekend for an official visit. Interesting with him is he actually finished uh, school. Um, sometime in the spring. So he's done with school. He's taken his official visit to Florida. He's actually going to hang out in the States uh, being from Germany. He's, he's basically got all of this stuff with him on the way to, uh, to Florida for his official visit. He'll hang out in the States and he'll be getting moved in ahead of uh, the early signing period, or at least on the earlier side of things to, you know, just get acclimated, get moved in. He'll be able to work out with a facility. So that's a guy that projects as a guard uh, for Florida, the next level or interior type of offensive lineman. So that's a guy that's been committed to them since June. And then finally, Greg Smith, uh, he's a, a safety. He's listed as an athlete on 24-7, but Florida sees him as more of a safety, maybe some position flexibility back there. A uh, three-star guy there out of the Tampa area. Um, he'll be having his commitment uh, announced on uh, on the 13th, so Wednesday of this week, so not much long wait on him. I have thought that Florida's been a really good spot for him for, for quite a while. I've thought they've been the leader in the clubhouse. Um, he's taken some official visits already to a couple schools, and, and Florida was his last visit, so um, he kind of put the bow on his recruitment there, taking his visits. Going to take some time to talk over with family, but you know Florida could potentially have their second commitment of the week if, if uh, Smith does pick the Gators, like I I seemingly think they're going to, like he's going to. Yeah, and we'll see if that ends up paying dividends for Florida um, a little bit later, potentially here in this week. Smith indicated that he was going to get a visit from Florida's new defensive backs coach later this week, and and getting that in home visit can certainly be critical with sending these guys over the top after a very impressive weekend. And, and I think that having a, a face to put to the name is going to be critical for Florida in their efforts. But as you mentioned, the recruiting weekend has already paid dividends for the Gators on Monday afternoon. The Gators landed a commitment from Brian Taylor coming off of his official visit. I, you know, I think people see Juco and they maybe wonder how much a guy can contribute when they get in here, but just from, Looking at his film, what does it look like the Gators are getting um, at that position? And, and it's you know worth noting that they're able to land a commitment in that room despite not having uh, a defensive line coach having been hired. I think it, it's a credit to you know obviously Collie James, but obviously Mike Peterson as well, and, and Austin Armstrong that they were able to land that commitment from Brian Taylor. What are the Gators getting in in um, you know a guy who's going to play a very interesting position for Florida within then within that defense? You know, it's unless I don't internet very well, I haven't found uh, what would be his sophomore tape there at the JUCO level, so I haven't seen the tape there. Um, but just running over his stats so far since he's been been at Blinn College, and that's playing in 13 games over two years. You know, he's sitting at 39 total tackles. He's had almost 10 tackles for a loss and two sacks there. And I don't know 
necessarily if injuries hampered anything or, you know, obviously they're not playing very many games at that JUCO level. I think seven games played in a 2022 season and six in the 2023 season. But just seeing him and, you know, in person, the, the two times that I've, I've seen him um, between the unofficial visit for the Florida State game and then obviously his official visit this past weekend, he's a guy that looks like a million bucks. He looks like one of what, what you would want a defensive lineman to look like. That's one of the guys that when you're lining people up to come off the bus, he's going to be one of those guys that is near the front line of there coming off the bus and measured in this past weekend at 6'4 281. So he's got some size. Uh, he's got some length on him. Um, he's, again, a guy that has played. Juco is obviously not the SEC. I think there's there's no you know secret there, but you've got a guy that has some kind of college experience, whether it just be, you know, how to, you know, balance class and workouts and film study and, and games and all those types of things. You've got someone that, again, isn't quite on the same spectrum of what you would get at, at a big university like Florida or in the SEC, but just someone that is going to be able to come in and hit the ground running. It's not going to be someone where there's going to be as much of a learning curve. Obviously, SEC, it's a faster paced game. Uh, you're going against bigger offensive linemen that are you know, potentially future first-round draft picks or, or high draft picks. So it's a different ball game. But you've got a guy that, with Florida having some people that have left for the, uh, to hit the portal, move on, uh, just guys that, you know, in general, Florida's off, or excuse me, defensive line has needed just an infusion of talent. You've got someone that there may not be as big of a learning curve as someone who's coming in out of uh, out of high school that maybe needs to add some size or they need to you know really learn the game from the ground up from being a high school guy to being a college guy so that's the good part about that and again just the size you've mentioned there it's it's a guy that Florida has been really excited about just from what they've seen from him doing their own study seeing him in person uh, just kind of talking to him he just seems like a guy that's going to help kind of bridge the young guys that they've had to turn to on the on the defensive line to potentially whatever they do in the NCAA transfer portal. Obviously, they hosted two guys that I just mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, this past weekend from the portal. So defensive line seems to be an area of focus for them. And, and again, like you said, it's a big credit. You know, Sean Spencer, Florida's former defensive line coach, uh, who is now at Texas A&M, was who offered him originally, kind of got the ball rolling with Taylor, was the main contact there. But Florida staff in general does recruit as as kind of a collective effort type of type of deal, right? Like Billy Napier was very much involved in this recruitment, and I know that he was a guy that really spent a lot of time with Taylor this past weekend. Austin Armstrong, like you mentioned, being the def uh, defensive coordinator, uh, not this past Monday, um, but the Monday before of last week. Uh, both Collie James, who you mentioned, who is, has been on the road for Florida, he's a graduate assistant that ha has hands-on with D-line. Uh, was promoted to be on the road while they've had a vacancy on the on the coaching staff right now. So you, you've had Collie James in there last Monday. You had Austin Armstrong with him this last Monday. Napier was involved. Mike Peterson with Taylor kind of being that F position defensive line guy. They classify that as, as kind of the edge guy, which is the Jack and the F. That's the kind of Mike Peterson's room, if you will. So Mike Peterson was involved. So, I mean, there's just been a collective effort of people that have been involved in this recruitment, all the way from Spencer when he was at Florida to the guys that I just named that are still currently on staff. So I, from what Taylor was explaining of how they want to use him, he's a guy that will line up as that, as that F position, which is kind of a five-technique defensive end, hand-in-the-dirt type of guy. Um, that's maybe a first and second down type guy can move him into the three technique on a third down, can really kind of move this guy around just having the size that he has between whatever front stunt, however you want to run the defense. So you've got a guy that not only has the size, the experience, um, you know, just a guy that can play multiple positions, you know, a guy that you can plug and play in different spots. So I wrote yesterday, whenever I wrote that story about Taylor and his commitment to Florida, that Florida needed defensive linemen that are going to be able to hit the ground running because just 
you know, having back-to-back losing seasons in a, in a critical third year, Florida needs players that are ready to play now. They're ready to, whether they're contributing as a starter, whether they're rotating in, whether they're a depth piece, whatever have you, Florida needs those guys that are going to be ready to contribute that don't need as much seasoning in the program. And even if they do, just a little bit of seasoning. And I think Taylor really hits kind of, kind of checks all the boxes there. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, aside from that very valuable positional flexibility that you mentioned, I I think that you hit the nail on the head that this is a guy with collegiate experience. And we spent so much of the past season writing about how young the Gators were, and they have lost experienced players to the transfer portal, whether it's Chris McClellan, Prince Lee Umen Mielen. We'll, we'll have to see what happens with some other guys as well. It looks like they'll get Justice Boone back for next season, uh, Tyreek Sapp as well. Um, but clearly they're going to need older players who are going to be able to, to play along the defensive line next season. And I think that, that need led to Florida putting a lot of pressure on to get, you know, Taylor to commit after this weekend. And and it was a successful one. Um, You know, as valuable as high school recruiting certainly is, you're going to have to add players with experience who are able to come in and play right away and they're physically developed. And it looks like that's what Taylor provides, but clearly the high school rankings are going to continue to be valuable for Florida over the next, what, eight days here before early signing day. I I think that that is absolutely clear. We have written about it at Swamp 247 that keeping the recruiting class intact has to be a primary focus for the Gators. And there's been a lot of concern about Florida's ability to do just that coming off of not just a five and seven season, but quickly parting ways with a pair of assistants. The one you mentioned, Sean Spencer and Corey Raymond, who Florida opted to part ways with after the season. Fortunately for the Gators, their odds of keeping a lot of those players in the class may have received a boost over the weekend because not only was Florida working on the recruiting trail, talking to transfers, but they were finalizing a contract with Chargers defensive back coach Will Harris, who now has finalized his you know move to the, to the Gators and now is out on the recruiting trail for this valuable eight-day stretch. Uh, we saw him on social media earlier Tuesday. It's 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 Tuesday late morning as we're recording this podcast. He was up on social media indicating that he was going to head to Texas the five-star defensive back, Xavier Filsame. Just how valuable, Blake, in your opinion, is it having Harris now in the building, being able to go out on the recruiting trail? We mentioned that he's going to go see Greg Smith later in the week. Just having him out there recruiting a guy with NFL experience, a very young, relatable guy from what it sounds like. We've yet to meet him, of course, now that he's coming over from the West Coast, but it sounds like the indication is that this is a young guy who's relatable, who is is a name on the rise. He would have had interest from LSU, some other programs, if the Gators had not hired him this offseason. 
what, in your opinion, what is what does this move mean for Florida when it comes to the recruiting efforts for the next eight days? Well, I think you hit a lot of the points. You know, have a young guy that's relatable to to their players. <clears throat> um, I saw that uh, the story on I think it was the Chargers team site that. This is a guy that, that I mean, he coached up Snoop Dogg's son, man. Like, he was a trainer for, for Snoop's son. I mean, you've got, like, you know, word of mouth people. Like, you know, that's just something that, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like high school me would have thought that was cool. I don't know if, if that's, you know, so much for this generation, if they think it's as cool as I would. But just having, like, you know, just being able to, to relate to people, being a young guy, um, being able to, you know, say that you played under Pete Carroll there at USC. I, I, I'm curious to see how much that weight that carries on the East coast down in Florida as compared to out West. So I think there's a lot of wait and see parts there. Uh, but you know, you mentioned that they're going to go see Xavier Fields and May on Wednesday. That will be the day. Um, I believe Billy Napier will be in there because he has not used his one and only uh, visit during the contact period. So during that contact period of, of December 1st to uh, I think it's December 15th is the last day there um, of where you can go in home and meet with guys. Head coaches get one visit. So you have to be slightly strategic with that visit. So They've waited on a couple of the guys um, between commits and targets and guys to have this week kind of be the week where you roll in Napier, you bring in the head man, kind of get that last, you know, last say so before the dead period kicks in. And it's kind of common at, at most schools, you know, the guys that you, you know, maybe feel really good about, like not looking around whatsoever. Um, you know, you see those guys, whether they're commits, you know, you see those early in the season. Some of the guys that maybe you don't feel like you have as good of a shot with target wise or guys that are maybe not as high of a profile priority type guy. You get the, you know, the head coach in there early because you do sprinkle them around during that period in December. So, you know, having uh, having Napier in there, I expect Austin Armstrong to be there. But, you know, from talking with people that, you know, are around the family out there in Texas with the Fields of Mays, um, you know, they have been in touch with Will Harris as things were kind of getting finalized for this job. So I think that that shows a testament to a guy that did stay around and was, you know, focused on the Chargers and, and just finished that game, I believe, against Denver this past Sunday. But he was also kind of double duty with, you know, making sure to recruit these guys, you know, guys that are in the class, you know, just kind of trying to extend the olive branch to get to know people the best you could as you're, as you're letting things kind of get finalized there. So um, I think that's encouraging seeing a guy that, that made sure to put the effort into, you know, kind of maybe putting the, you know, the, the groundwork, you know, the frame of the house into building that relationship, if you will. So, you know, I think it's a big uh, in-home visit on Wednesday for, for them to, kind of put a name to a face with Harris. I know that there's been some conversations. I'm not quite sure how many, and I'm, you know, I'm just not sure how many, how much time they have had to talk each other. I know there has been some contact, but it's a chance to, you know, really kind of have that last say so, you know, that between the head coach having that one and only visit, you can see as an assistant, you can see a, a recruit in their family one time a week. So this is really kind of the last say so for Florida. And it's got to have to really fit a lot of things into a short period of time of that visit between them just really getting a feel and putting a name to a face and, you know, kind of seeing the vibe check with how things go with Harris, you know, obviously they can stay on the phone and, you know, every day and they can continue to talk and, you know, try to lay the groundwork there. But I think the lo a lot of things, you know, relationships go a long ways whenever you meet someone in person and talking to someone in person. So that's big, especially with Texas getting Fields of May on campus this coming weekend for an official visit. You know, I think heading into, where they're at with this official visit to Texas and this in-home from Florida. You know, I think that Texas has made up a lot of ground. I think they're a major threat to flip. I think as, as of um, 1130 on Tuesday, December 12th, which is before that in-home visit, I, I think that he would possibly even be leaning to Texas right now. So Florida really has to, you know, hit a home run with this in-home visit. They've got to probably sw swing some momentum back in their, their favor. 
Um, I, I guess best case too, if you can get this official visit to Texas and not happen, that that'd be great. You know, that's, I guess the main goal of what you want to get out of that in-home visit. So it's going to be a big hit for them, uh, you know, big stop for them, for them to come in there and, and see them. So I'm interested to see how things go heading into it. But, you know, Harris also, yes, Xavier Fields and May is a big target and a big point of focus for them this week. You've got to go see Xavier Mincy. Uh, one of Florida's cornerback targets who is, who's had them on the short list for a while. Greg Smith, the guy that we mentioned earlier, that I'm not sure what day they're going to go see Greg Smith, but that's a guy that does uh, expect Harris to be by. And I, I don't believe Billy Napier has used his in-home visits for either Mincy or Smith so far. But even Jameer Grimsley, who we mentioned earlier, the Alabama defensive back commit, he expects Napier and Will Harris and Austin Armstrong in one day this week. And that's not to say whatever guys from the transfer portal that Will Harris has been looking into, possibly as he's you know, been biding his time, waiting for the contract to be signed. And, I mean, I guess you never know. With This is kind of silly season now where, you know, secret visits happen. And, I, and I'm surely not alluding to anything, but this is the time where a new hire can come in and, and start recruiting a guy or have been recruiting a guy that I have no idea about that, that just kind of shows up on a visit and they walk out on a Sunday or, you know, we end up finding out at some point that they're going to take a visit to Florida and we're like, who is this guy? Like, where did this guy come from? But he has some connection to Harris or a guy that Harris had identified. So I'm interested to see how the next couple of days play out because Harris does seem to be a young guy that's relatable. He seems to be hungry to, as far as really attacking the recruiting trail, um, coming from the NFL, uh, coming from Washington and other stops he's had at, at the college level. He seems like everything that has, has, has pointed to him being a good guy as far as you know where he brings as a coaching pedigree. So I'm interested to see because I'm more of a wait-and-see guy. I'm more of a wait-and-see to see how – you know, these in-home visits go, how he relates to some of these guys. So I'm curious to see how these next couple of days go leading up to when the dead period kicks back in. And even then this weekend, having guys that, you know, whoever they're on have on campus from the high school level, whether it's his position guys or just guys that he's just being around as a, as a collective staff recruiting, whatever portal guys they have in general position wise, or potentially guys in the defensive backfield that they have on campus this weekend. So I'm really interested to see, I think, I don't know if this is going to tell me a lot because it's, it's just a small sample size as you continue. I mean, this guy's been hired all of like not even 24 hours. He's been officially hired at Florida. So we'll see how things play out going forward. But I, I do think that this will at least give me at least a taste of, you know, maybe what we'll see of him as a recruiter going forward. Yeah, it's a very intriguing week. I think we'll learn a lot more about where the Gators stand <laughs> with several of these targets, including commits, like you mentioned with X. We'll have to find out, you know, keeping him away from Texas certainly is going to be critical. If, if they can get him to not take that official visit, I think that that is a massive win for him. But, you know, him being an in-state guy, that's that's certainly going to be an uphill battle. We'll see if Harris and Florida are able to do it. Obviously, it's going to be a huge weekend as well. Later this weekend for the Gators, their entire coaching staff, it, it may not be intact. We'll have to see if they have a defensive line coach hire in place by this critical weekend. But as that, you know, Commitment of Brian Taylor indicated Florida certainly is capable of landing guys, even without 10, you know, on-field assistant coaches. We'll have a lot more information on Florida's recruiting efforts over at Swamp 247. Blake does a great job. If you're not following him on, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, if you're not reading his work over at Swamp 247, you are missing out as a Florida fan. This is the time to do it. Make sure you take advantage. Subscribe. And we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Swamp 247 podcast. It's clearly a critical stretch for the Gators, and we'll be covering it over at Swamp 247 and on the podcast here. But for now, for Blake Alderman, I'm Graham Hall. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.